You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 171. Today I'm answering the question, who the heck am I to be doing this? So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Prior to signing up for Business by Design, what was probably missing was focus and clarity. Trusting in James and just following his processes has helped me streamline my business, simplify it, and with simplicity comes clarity, and with clarity comes action. Business by Design has, has impacted my whole life, not just my business. I, I'm working fewer hours now. Um, everything I do is much more focused. Now I know exactly what I need to do and what, what I need to focus on instead of doing all those kind of things I was doing. To see that it was a game changer in our business seems like it's selling it so short. It was a lifestyle change, it was a dream change, it was a perspective change, it was a universe change. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Thank you so much. It's another beautiful Monday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. I just went surfing, so I'm feeling fantastic. I feel great. How are you feeling? Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in and starting your week off right. Feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm also feeling good because we have finally released our video series that I keep talking about over and over. You're sick of me talking about it. It's live. Here it is. Actually, I just, at the time of me recording this, we just released it. I released it a little early, a couple hours early for people. I don't know why I'm whispering, but if you haven't started watching The Rise of the Digital CEO, I really want to encourage you to watch it as soon as possible. Because here's the deal. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't watch the videos, that's like listening to the podcast of your favorite actor or actress, but never watching a movie that they star in. (laughs) It seems silly and backwards, doesn't it? So it's a different medium and a different type of experience but it's some powerful business building, business transforming content that I really think that you're gonna enjoy. So that's linked up in the show notes. We're talking about it on all the episodes. You're probably seeing my Facebook ads and my emails. We're really excited about it and I hope you are too. By the way, I love all your feedback. So if you're in there, in our Facebook group, let me know what you're learning, what you're liking, what you're loving, what you're hating, but what you're liking primarily in the comments, on Instagram, all that stuff. The more I can hear from you, the more I can talk to you and the more 
we can hang out. So thank you, thank you for that. Okay, here's the deal. Today we're gonna get right into it. I'm gonna talk about this concept, this idea, this thing that's been on my mind called the authority deception. So it's kind of a two-parter, but it's like we're talking about one topic, but from two different angles. The authority deception and what it means to be an authority, who's an authority, all that good stuff, and then really tackling that question that I used to have that just ate away at me day in and day out and might be eating away at you as well. That question of, yeah, but who the F am I to be doing this? So this episode is dedicated to the teacher, the coach, the online expert that either wants to start or is already currently monetizing their information, their content, their system, their expertise, and their wisdom through online courses, group coaching, one-on-one coaching, events, retreats, membership, workshops, you get it, or you, you name it, right? Okay, so this episode is for you. And this is also, if you know somebody, like I know lots of people <laughs> that wanna start that business, they have the experience, they've done something that has really made a difference in their life, maybe they've overcome a struggle or a challenge, or they looked for years for the solution, they finally found it, and then they keep having that like nagging voice in the background, like, gosh, I wish this is the information I had when I started this journey. If I only would have known this sooner. It's such a duty and an obligation to be able to pass that on. And I've always been a teacher at heart. At my core, I think one reason why I've been doing this for 10 years, growing for 10 years, nonstop, you know, is because it's in my DNA that I am a teacher. It's just anytime I've learned something in my life, I can't find someone fast enough to share it with them. That's why I can have 171 episodes of an hour-long podcast and still have a list of future topics to share with you. What? There's future topics? That's right. Make sure to subscribe. All right. So if you know somebody that's been doubting themselves just a little bit too much, you know someone that they really need to get their stuff out in a big way, but they're not then you may wanna pass this episode on to them. And that might be you that's listening right now. So if that is you, I want you to listen up loud and clear to get rid of those other distractions because the first thing I'm gonna say is this whole idea of an online expert business, monetizing what you know. It's simple to start, it's really simple. It's way more simple than most people ever imagine but it can be one of the hardest, most challenging, most difficult uphill battles of any business out there. And here's why. The first thing is you can't sell diddly without being positioned as an authority, period. No one's gonna buy from the person they don't trust that knows what they're talking about. No one's gonna invest their time or their money to solve a problem if they can't prove that they can solve the problem. But most people, we know that as a fact, right? You need to be an authority. But most people really, really, really struggle with being that authority. And so they never do it. They never make that decision internally. And then instead of admitting that and acknowledging that, which most people don't, they blame everything else. They blame the timing in the market. They blame their competitors. It's already being done. Right? How many of you have already said that? It's already done. Someone's already doing it. They blame Facebook ads are too expensive. 
There's too many tools you need to buy. The technology is too expensive. These are excuses. You're talking yourself out of your dreams. Why? So this becomes one of the most challenging businesses to build because there's such an internal struggle with us. And I'm going to get to that in this episode. So I want to offer that right now, if that's what you want to do, even if you're already doing it and you're making some money, that if you're not fully owning it, if you're playing small in this area, that you're basically operating in your business like trying to drive a car where you want to go faster, so you put on the gas pedal, but you haven't taken off the e-brake. You're probably pushing on the brake pedal as well. So you're doing a lot of stuff. You're spinning your wheels. You're taking a lot of action. There's a lot of noise and under the hood, a lot of movement, a lot of friction, a lot of energy expended, but we're not moving very fast. And when we drop this, this thing that's holding ourselves back, the story that we're telling ourselves about why we can't be the authority or why we're not good enough, ready enough, expert enough, blah, blah, blah enough. If we can actually let that drop, it would just be like those scenes from Fast and the Furious where they're like spinning their wheels and then they like let go of the brake, drop it into first and they're off, off to the races. I don't know. That was the movie reference. <laughs> I've actually only seen the first Fast and the Furious. There's like 28 <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't ever plan on seeing the rest of those. Okay. Chances are you won't either. So let's begin. Let's get into this. Now, let's start with this question of who am I to be doing this? Let's imagine that you are asking this question. Now, the first inherent problem in this question is you're already on some level presupposing that the people that are doing this, whether it's in your space or another space completely, like me, like I'm an authority, I'm an online expert. The first problem is that inherent in that question of who am I to be doing this, you're already presupposing that the people that are doing this are better than you, right? That they are in some way better than you. When you say, who am I to be doing this? You're saying I'm not good enough. So the people that already are, are better. And here's why I call this the authority deception. This is a problem I actually have. A lot of the people that you follow or see in other spaces, it doesn't have to be like online marketing or anything like that, but a lot of the people that have a following, that have a list, that are positioned as an authority, they actually think they are better than you. Like I've actually been there. It's very easy to go speak in an event and have a line of people wanting to just talk to you and let that start to feed your ego. It's very easy to get a bunch of compliments or positive feedback and let that reinforce what your ego wants to tell you that makes you different from other people. And I've seen myself, I've noticed it. I've, I've noticed myself go there and I see people that that's all they do, that they literally think because they have a following or a list that they're better than other people. And I just want to say it straight out. I think that's a huge problem. I want to come 100% of the time completely that no single person is ever better, worse, more good, more bad, more of worth, more value, et cetera, than any other person. 
everyone is just, I know it sounds a little like airy fairy and just like, can't we all kumbaya get along? But everyone is just unique and different. But if you have a beating heart, if you're alive, if you have a pulse, that doesn't make any person worth more than anybody else, period. And so, you know what? I think anybody who's literally telling themselves, and it is, it's just their ego's got a hold of them. So that doesn't make them worse from my eyes. It's just, I would hope that one day they see that it doesn't make them, you know, cause then if they lose all that tomorrow, what does that say about them, right? So I'm sharing this because I'm hoping you can adopt this f- for a few reasons, but I would love if you never make it mean that you're going to be better or worth more or more value as a human being on this planet because more people follow you on Instagram. And that because they don't, that doesn't mean you're good enough as it is. And I think that's nonsense. I think it's backwards. I think it's ridiculous. And on some subconscious level, people are doing that. It is what it is. It's easy to go there. Like I said, I want to remind myself every single day not to do that, to stay humble, to do my best to connect with every single person that I come in contact with, to be as grateful as I can for who will take the time out of an always growing, ever busy schedule to even listen to one thing I have to say. So hold me in check. (laughs) Like sometimes I'll be tough and I'll be to the point. I'll rock the boat, but know that that's coming from me wanting to shake things up and get a point across, never, ever, ever from a place of, I think I'm in some way better than somebody. And I wanted to share this from both sides. So I actually wanna offer that if you are asking yourself that question, who am I to be doing this? I wanna honor that. I wanna honor that because at the same time you might be thinking that someone else is better, at the same time, you're not trying to be better. I can really get a sense that it's coming from a, a place of caring. Like you don't want to deceive anybody. You don't want to try to be better than anybody. You don't want to be or feel like a fraud. You just want to help people. I want to honor that. So instead of just answering the question and solving this and fixing it and thinking, oh, this is, I want to sit there and be like, you should be asking that question. I think all of us should be asking this question. Who am I to be doing this? And on one level, I've got to imagine for each of you that's asking that, it's coming from a true, valid, transparent desire to authentically help somebody. To do it from a place of, I wanna be aligned, I wanna be in integrity, and I wanna do it right. And let's honor that. Really, really, really honor that in you and then come from that place. To understand that when you come from that place, you don't need to be anything more. Like, I've said this before, but there's no mayor of the internet that's gonna come down and finally give you permission. Quite frankly, you've heard me rant and rave about the mindset that gets adopted when we're in school. I know we've got teachers and you know stuff and some people get upset, it's, it is what it is. But here's the thing, in society and in school, we're ingrained with a permission-based mindset where you have to raise your hand and you have to ask permission before you can move on. And entrepreneurship is anything but asking for permission. It's making a decision and taking what's yours and stepping up because no one's gonna give it to you. 
if you think someone's going to come along and tell you you're going to be this, this that's what I was waiting for myself. That's why I get so passionate about this. If you think that's going to happen, you're going to be waiting an extremely long time. So give yourself the freaking permission. Let this episode and this weirdo's voice that you're listening to give you permission. I give you permission right now. But if you're going to keep waiting for it from somebody else, you're going to be waiting a heck of a long time. And the truth of the matter is you don't need it. You don't need it. And there's no mayor that's going to come down and grant you the key to the city and the key to being the authority in your marketplace. That's something that you can make a decision right now to be. Okay. So from this place, understand, I believe that your concern of who am I to do this has, yes, maybe there's some doubt in yourself and we'll address that. But it's also, you want to do this right. You really do want to help someone and that's what it's going to take. And understanding that it's that desire to help, that commitment to care, that makes you the person that should be the authority. And I want that to sink in because I've been in this industry a very long time. And what you have to understand is that the people that have become very successful in this industry were people that were really good at marketing. A lot of them, and this isn't to make anybody wrong at all, I'm just saying my perspective and my opinions, a lot of them were far better at marketing than they were at delivering results and producing high quality content that produced results for their students, their customers, their clients. And they got to where they were because they relied on the front end marketing. And I know a lot of my listeners and a lot of people that I've connected with are like the inverse They've got some amazing gift. They've got something that can really help somebody and they suck at marketing. (laughs) They're just not as good at it, right? They're not as advanced. And that's one of the reasons why I teach marketing as much as I do inside Business by Design because you need it. This is a marketing business, right? So isn't it so much greater to have someone that's coming from a place of a commitment to care and being able to deliver based on their gifts, their experience, and someone who's great at marketing. So they know how to be effective in reaching people. And that's ultimately what I'm here to help you with, right? Is to have both. Okay, so that's the first piece, right? And understand that even if you're like, but James, I still, no, like I'm not the expert, I'm not the best. Okay, well that's another myth that we need to dispel right now. Most people think that you have to be the best in the world to be the online expert, right? And that's probably what you've been thinking if you've been asking yourself that question so far. So let's just dispel that right now because we've all heard of stories that people that are the best in the world are not very good at teaching. I think it was a great example of Andre Agassi or some tennis player who they like filmed his serve in slow motion and then they had him try to teach the serve and how he taught the serve did not match up with the video footage slow down. He couldn't even teach his serve. Okay, I think it was Andre Agassi. I'm not exactly sure. Okay, so here's an example of someone who at one point was the best in the world at tennis. I'm not a tennis follower, so don't quote me on that. But a household name in tennis and couldn't teach it. Okay, so we already know that there are examples of people that are best in the world 
maybe they're best in the world, but that doesn't make them the best or even good at all at teaching, at producing results for others. So like great example I've always had in the back of my head is I don't know how excited you'd be about taking a course on how to start an online business from Mark Zuckerberg. You know, it's got the best online business. <laughs> this is just called an online business, right? But if you think about it, like his second idea became what Facebook is today. Like there was no struggle. There really wasn't. There wasn't, I mean, he's had struggles with Facebook, but getting it to where it was and, and it's rapid growth and you know, all of that, you probably wouldn't like, oh yeah, I'm going to learn from him and all the struggles and all the ups and downs and all the failures he had. He must've learned so many lessons, right? Maybe you would, I mean, it would probably be fascinating, but I don't know if his course would be the best. I don't know how relatable it would be for most people. Something to think about. Okay. And there's this idea that maybe you've heard this quote before that to the third grader, the fourth grader is God, right? You remember when you were, I remember that. And it was around third or fourth grade where that really starts to happen. We're like, the kids just a year older than you just seemed so much cooler, so much wiser. Like, wow, they've got to look how thick that history book is. You got to read that every night. <gasps> Whoa. And so this idea that you have to be the best in the world before you can be is I think something that's really holding people back. And we have examples already of people that are the best in the world and they're not effective at producing results. So what this really comes down is just your ability and your desire to help someone, help someone that is not where you're at yet. Like to be the best in the world means I'm gonna help everybody at every stage. It's like, well, what about at the stage you're at right now, can you help someone that's a stage behind you or two stages behind you, right? Like if we're all on a journey and it's a thousand step journey, you might be only on step three. Well, maybe you can help someone take that first step or help them watch out for that pitfall in the second step. That has nothing to do with being the best. It's about having the experience. It's about having some knowledge that can help someone that might be a step or two behind you. But that is something I wanna add as well. I do really feel you need the desire to help. I don't think you'll make it long-term as an online expert, if there is no desire to help, I really do believe that, that the desire has to be there on some level. And there's a lot of reasons why I say that. One of which being the people can tell, you know, your audience will know whether you really want to help them or not. And they're going to want to hang out with the people that really care. So the commitment should be there. If that's like, yes, I have that James, then that's something, something I want you to lean into is that Okay, maybe you doubt your experience right now. Maybe you doubt how far along you are. But do you doubt your commitment? Do you doubt your desire? Do you doubt your willingness to do what it takes to help somebody? Like, maybe you don't have all the answers. But could you do what it takes to help them in some way? To make their life better? That's what I would start focusing on. Is maybe you're not as confident yet in yourself, but are you confident in your commitment? To helping somebody. Now, lastly, with this question, who am I to be doing this? I also want you to look 
that chances are in this question, there's a fear of what others will think or say of you. There's a fear of looking bad. There's a fear of judgment, of criticism, of an opinion. There's a fear that someone will say that to you. Like you're just reflecting. You're just, <laughs> you're just telling an illusionary future that hasn't happened of what you think people are going to say. It's like, I'll say it before they say it. What are they going to say? Who the heck is this guy or this gal to be doing this? Who the heck does she think she is? Right? Well, you might want to check to see if that's true for you. If that's something you're afraid of somebody else saying, you're afraid of them judging you as not being qualified enough and calling you out on it. Well, here's the thing. Newsflash for you. They will. It's unavoidable. It's going to happen. I'll just tell you that right now. Even if you get 10 times more qualified. I still have people saying it to me. I mean, they just see a Facebook ad and say, scam, loser, <laughs> you know. It doesn't matter what I've done or what I've accomplished or whatever. They're going to see what they want to see, period. People are always going to do that. The question is, are you going to let that stop you? When we let it stop us, what we're basically saying is I'm more concerned about how I look. I'm concerned about my reputation. I care what other people think of me. And I care more about that than I care about helping others. No, that's not true, James. Of course I care more. When you let who am I to be doing this stop you from showing up fully to serve your audience and help them, you are saying the opinions and judgments of what others think and feel and say about you is more important than helping somebody. Period. When you shift your focus to realize that this has nothing to do with you, and the entrepreneurs that I've worked with for a while now who have scaled to seven figures all end up saying, okay, you're right, James. <laughs> they maybe didn't believe me at first. When you make this nothing about you, and you really get that if you're really doing this, this is about that person, and this isn't just some cliche, rah-rah Instagram quote, you're doing this for that person that's out there that needs your help. That person that's truly suffering in some capacity and they've got nowhere else to turn. When you're doing it for them and when you focus on that, you have the opportunity to put your ego needs, because that's what they are, aside, step into a place of service and truly become unstoppable. You can unleash yourself on a whole other level when you stop focusing on what the F people think about you. When I did that, everything took off for me. And if it ever comes back in and it creeps back into my mind, I go back to the people I've helped and the people I still need to help drop into a place of service and live from that show up don't even bother opening up that laptop unless you're coming from a place of service and watch what happens all right last piece i want to talk about is this idea of commitment so i mentioned commitment and so this is a little bonus piece I'm throwing into this episode because I think that's also going to help as well. When you draw a very clear line of commitment 
This is also gonna help in your confidence to deliver on what you deliver. So let me tell you what I mean by this. When there is a clear line, which there is always a line, but it's rarely clear when coaches and experts are working with their clients and students. When there is a clear line where your commitment ends and theirs begins, we can be much more effective in what we do and the student or client can be much more effective in what they do. So where is that line? Now it's gonna be different whether it's an online course or a coaching or a one-on-one or whatever, right? The line is always different, but there is a line. There is a line where your commitment ends, where there's only so much you can do, right? You've heard that bring the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? Look, what I want you to get is that if we're teaching or coaching in some fashion, one of the most valuable things that you can offer anybody that works with you, if you wanna help them, they have to be willing to take 100% responsibility in their lives. So if you're doing it all for them, if you're fixing it all for them, where's their responsibility? Where's their commitment? If they're just complaining and then you just bend over to their complaints, and acquiesce to everything, where's their responsibility? Where's their commitment? Where is their role in their transformation? Just like a simplistic example, like a personal trainer, you can't outsource your push-ups to the personal trainer, right? They're not gonna do that work for you. So if you were, and in this example, the personal trainer, you would tell the client what to do, how to do it, and you would cheer them on. But the client can still say, eh, I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. Screw this. I'm bored. It's too hard. I quit. And yes, you could cheer them on. You could give them some encouragement. You should could yell at them a little bit. But they still have full choice whether they're going to do it or not. And if they're not going to do it, that's on them. That's not on you. And that's so important. So if you wanna be vastly more confident in who you are and the value to deliver, get clear on your commitment and communicate that commitment. Communicate the expectations of where your responsibilities are and where their responsibilities are. And even just putting that back on them is one of the most valuable things that you can do to help someone grow. And if that line gets crossed, you know, if they go, I'm not doing the work, and then they go, I'm not losing any weight, and they try and put that on you, they're playing a victim, they're not taking responsibility for their lives, this is one of the greatest opportunities that you have to put your foot down and communicate it. And that act of putting your foot down and communicating it can be exactly what they need for them to finally take responsibility and do what they have been resisting and putting off doing so they can get the results that they're really committed to. Maybe you sitting there saying, look, I've been telling you what to do and you keep whining and complaining and not doing it. How do you expect to get in the best shape of your life when you won't put in the work, you won't do the push-ups, you won't do the workout? I'm not gonna do them for you. That's on you. One of two things is gonna happen. They're either gonna say, well, screw you, or they're gonna say, you're right. Okay, I'm in. I'm gonna do this, I'm committed. I'm gonna take responsibility. So when you're clear on your commitment, you're also gonna be clear on where and how you provide value. And where and how the client or the customer is gonna do the work that it takes to get the results 
that they need to be responsible for. So who are you to be doing this? Well, who are you not to? Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. Now get out there and show up for your audience. Thank you. For years, I filled my head with every course, strategy, and tactic, yet I still struggled. I worked 12 to 14 hour days every single day trying to build an online business, yet I still had nothing to show for it. And you may be feeling this way as well. Maybe you're starting to think that the solution is to work more, to work harder, to start saying yes to the things that you know you shouldn't be saying yes to. And if this doesn't stop right now, where do you think you're going to end up? You see, what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever realize is that your business and the results you have right now are simply a reflection of you. They're a reflection of you and the entrepreneur that you're being. And sadly, most people running businesses today don't have a clue how to actually be an entrepreneur. Now, that's why they try to rely on the old, outdated strategies that hardworking employees use to get ahead. You know, things like work harder, work longer, rely on your sweat equity, and of course, do what you're told. But you and I both know that being a successful entrepreneur is anything but that. And that's why I wanna peel back the curtain to show you exactly how I've been running and operating my multiple seven-figure online business for years now. And quite frankly, it's different than anything you've ever heard before. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. Plus, I'll show you the five core ingredients that you simply can't do without if you want more scalability and consistency in your business. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you are meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. business was transformed literally overnight. In less than five months, working a full-time corporate job, being a mommy to an eight-year-old boy, I grew my email list from 180 to 5,400 in less than five months. And the transformation has been huge, radical. I feel like I have those missing pieces that are really gonna allow me to scale my business and just absolutely have the most amazing breakthrough year and it's transformed me into a, a better entrepreneur, a better businessman. Allowed me to do a six-figure beta launch uh, with a live event and all of that in May. You're teaching us skills, you're giving us skills, you're giving us the opportunity to do things that are really important, uh, having an impact in other people's lives. But the other thing that it's allowing us to do is to live a life of our own choosing.